the creative moment season two episode eight the oh that didn't work the christmas <laughs> special uh coming to you a little a little earlier than christmas i'm dante bullhauer i'm a photographer jamie bullhauer i'm a writer podcast where we talk all things creativity and let's get right into it so today not gonna that be a super smooth. we're not on a smooth start i, I like almost cut my thumb on that one. Oh well that's it's all right it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Okay. Uh, but today we are not necessarily doing any uh, philosophical, creative <laughs> things, uh, but we're just kind of talking about, we're going to go through our three favorite pieces of work uh, to date so far. It could be, I mean, it could be just from whenever, uh, and then just kind of explaining maybe how it came about, the story behind it, or why we like it so much. Just a little, a little uh, Cliff's Notes on on that piece of work. So would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? You go first. This this one was was you know one hundred percent your idea. Okay. So so my first one I, I'm gonna do. So I do three basic things in this media realm. I do graphic design, uh, videography, and photography. So I'm gonna do one of each, starting with graphic design. So this is. Probably one of my favorite pieces that I've created. Not necessarily because it is the best looking or, my, like, in my opinion, the, the best made graphic that I've ever created. But I created that graphic uh, during COVID. And I used your computer and spent <laughs> all day downstairs making that graphic because I saw... Uh, her original commitment graphic that, that UNK posted... And they just use like a template thing. I know, I know what site it's from. You can do the exact same thing for any school, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you do. And, yes, I, I, and I was like, I can do a little bit better than that. <laughs> so I spent you know hours that day just creating that graphic and uh, ended up sending it out. And then during the school year, so I made that in the summer of 2020, so COVID, all that stuff. Then during the school year, I entered it in uh, to Scholastic Art. Uh, for a photo illustration and it ended up winning first in the state second in the nation for um, for photo illustrations and so that was my first I guess national award that I had won and I actually won two that year but whatever <laughs> um, but that was that was just a really cool thing because the spark of it was just me saying I know I can do better than than that and then I just ended up creating it just to create it and it ended up giving me this awesome experience to be able to to win a national award in high school so that was really cool it's um like i said it's it's not maybe my favorite graphic in terms of composition or graphical elements but it's my favorite in terms of i guess what it did for me and for i mean that girl she it, i printed it for her graduation uh, like super huge so like it was just all around it it created a cool cool experiences for me other than just you know other graphics you just make them print them send them out that type of thing so that's that's my favorite graphic to date <laughs> oh so you're all gonna go kind of against okay so um my number three technically since we're supposed to do, um is an interesting and um i actually talked about this in an episode on uh the quintessential learning podcast um with uh dr ingram um 
But it's a poem that I wrote my senior year in college. Um, one, of, one of the jobs I had was working at 7-Eleven. We had a 7-Eleven in town. And, and it's called Big Gulps and Air Jordans. And I'm not really going to read it because it's one of those that um, is visual. There's three... We'll co- link all... Um, I, this one actually is only available in the the book and I never okay. told you. Well, we'll link the book. Um, so it's a, it and it's the it's an added poem into that. Um, anyway, um, it, my senior year in in college was tough in regards. I was I was running track. I was holding down a couple of jobs. I was just you know trying to get to graduation. Um, so I worked uh, the overnight shift to Seven Eleven during the weekend. So you. Yeah, just you can just imagine it was downtown. Um, so I wrote this. I wrote this poem on the back of a cigarette carton, you know, because we had to stock the thing. So I just ripped it. Um, and there's three uh, aspects to it. Um, there's the social uh, aspect of me and money and stuff, and I'm wearing Air Jordans while I'm working a midnight shift. Um, it's got this really interesting. Uh, component that uses the the sign of that I have to ID for alcohol because that's my job, and then it has this de, uh, descriptive part of the moment that I'm in. Um, and in one way, it's probably a, the first honest poem that was both spurred in the moment, but also had a very unique form to it and I didn't really realize that because I still hadn't and because I'm going to talk about forms a little bit later um, but it just was such a powerful piece that eclipsed everything that I was feeling and my commentary but yet also just on this page visually uh, well, at that time, it was on the back of a cigarette carton uh, box, you know. Uh, but it was just like, this is cool. Like, uh, and it kind of kept me, because um, then the next year when I went to grad school uh, out of state, um, I started this Midnight Poetry Club. Um, we, we, <laughs> we met under the security lights uh, on the at the science building, and we would read poetry. And so I, like... I don't know, I just I had my senior year in college, I was getting ready. At that time, I didn't know I'd be going to grad school yet. But writing had kind of just kind of faded away. And I really actually regret that because um, in high school, I won the national award also for writing. You know, um, no, I don't. But I let it go. I let it go at the last couple of years of, of college. But that poem and that moment and writing that just got... Because then I would self-publish my uh, book of poems my second year of grad school. And I just... I kind of... Even though it faded again a little bit when um, I became a dad and everything for a while. You know, but that... I think that that poem alone kept the spark alive um, and would keep it going even though the, the fire... Went down a little while, comes back, you know, things like that. So, do you still have the carton? Yes, I do. I actually still have the carton. Yep, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so my number, my video, I guess. Um, <laughs> Your number ones. You yeah, get three I, number well, ones. You know, that's not what we talked about. <laughs> well, I diversified. Um, 
kind of not exactly the video that I would expect that like I guess people that follow a lot of my work would expect to be my favorite video or whatever um, but so it's this hype video and we'll kind of play it I'll show like the first minute of it to you just uh, but the reason it was it is my favorite video is because of the work that I put into it. So I'll talk more about that in a second. Everyone knows what it takes to win. Hard work, determination, talent, I could go on and on. But what does it take to be champion? To win it all, be undisputed, number one, champ. What special thing separates winners from champions? It's failure. Coming so close to your goal, but not reaching it. It builds a hunger and motivation that can't be crafted through anything else. And no, failing isn't fun. But when that failure turns to fuel, there's no putting that fire out. So then it kind of fades into just some action shots yep. and everything. Um, but Some creative writing there. Yeah. So <laughs> the, there's a couple of reasons why it's like my favorite video. Um, one was the, the amount of work that I put into it. Um, I did the voiceover. I did, that was the first video that I really dived deep into sound design and like the wind and the, like when her jersey there, you hear a little like flag waving, um, you know, all that, all that stuff it was the first time I really dove into that it was I'm known somewhat in the sports world for hype videos and that is a hype video but it's it's so far out of the box of a like a generic hype video I guess like it's very personal to the team and, and the community and you can relate to it um, and it, it just really uh, it took a lot of work it took a lot of time to, to storyboard it out and then execute it and then edit and it was received really, really well on, on social media. And that was really fulfilling because it was an unpaid gig. Like, I, I just did it to do it. Um, and well, it, I feel like it showed. And I think that lets you, gives you the freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, yeah, talked we talked about, about that. 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 Yep. Yeah. Um, but just the way it was received and everything, and it's showcases, I feel like, the kind of difference in like it's very much me and my creativity and my like that is the vision that I have in my head just put onto a screen and I, I think it very much envelops my creativity and shows that like a generic hype video can be this this and this and you know you can it's not super hard to execute on but not everybody can put together a story like that and part of it was because I've, I've followed that team for years so I yep. kind of knew them but 
Um, that I just, I'm really proud of that video because I feel like it very much showcases my creativity and me and my visions that I have. So I was just very happy with the execution of it. And so that's, that's why it's my favorite video. <laughs> yeah. And then we had talked even just last episode that when you, like, cause you said it's unpaid, mm -hmm. it's your vision. So you get to do, there's still what? the risk. Yep. There's still the risk of how will it be received. But yeah. You know that it will, like, yeah, it's, you can. People aren't upset that they think they didn't get their money's worth or whatever. I just yeah. did it. So yeah. the, you can like it or not like it, but. Um, yeah. All right. So number two, technically ended up, uh, as, as we thought of, uh, as I thought about it for a couple of days, um, probably would be the the book Under the Lights. Um Again, it was really interesting. Now, that one was spurred because of a really tough situation also. Um, it was the first time I actually completed the November write a novel month. Um, I did not do very well this year. In fact, my word count this year was zero. Uh, and that just it happens. It's hard. Um, but I completed it. Like I was like talking into my phone to get word count down and all that. Um, and it, it it it's about high school football, you know, and stuff like that, which, um, you know, much of my career, I've gotten to coach football and be a head coach a couple times and, and stuff. And um, it just was writing a novel is a lot of hard work, takes a lot of time to, and stuff. Uh, but it also, at that moment in my career and direction and, and just lots of uncertainty and some stuff. Um, it was also kind of like not not exactly a legacy, but it was something that was completed, and I self you know taught myself how to do this on Amazon and all that to get it to get it published. And um, it's still a little rough on the Kindle side, you know. But now now the technology is even better on that aspect. At that time. Um, it was still kind of rough anyway, uh, getting it all online on Amazon. Never, and it, lots of people liked it, um, you know, it, and it's still there. And I think part of the creative life and part of the reason that we create to a degree just at the beginning, because we already talked about the consumer and stuff, though, is because it is a, a reflection of us and it's a way that we get to s stay alive. You know, if you remember um, way back reading Shakespeare, um, Sonnet 70, I believe, and no, it might be 63, um, about how he wants his verse to be read, you know, um, once he's gone. And that aspect that we know that some part of us is here, that book is there, you know, who knows, maybe... Maybe a grandchild will read it someday. You know, like that's really cool to actually think about. Um, and and so that is, like is my my second getting that book done. Um, I've got some other novels in my head and on paper, and I really need to push through. Uh, you know, through getting those, but I did it. You know, and so that's my number two. Very nice. Very nice. All right, uh, my number three. So, well, my favorite photo, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Because I true. cheated. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my bad. But no. Onward. Uh, okay. It's our podcast. Yeah, I can do whatever I want. 
so this photo right here is my favorite photo. Um, I think I've, I might have shown it up on the podcast before, but uh, I took this. No, I don't think so. Maybe not. But um, I took this on just a solo trip, and it ended up, it was supposed to be a weekend trip, ended up just being <laughs> a day trip to Colorado and back. Um, story for another time. But I went up there specifically, that was the, that was last October, so just over a year ago. Um, and I went up to Colorado there uh, in July of that same year, so a couple months before, uh, just kind of on like a class trip type thing. Uh, but obviously I took a lot of photos there, things like yeah. that. Um, but this, then I wanted to go back in October because during that time it was uh, still COVID stuff, even though it was a year later, there was still like uh, restrictions and uh, you had to sign up t- for like times to get into certain parts of yeah. the park. And that was uh, one of the most popular parts of the park. So I, I And you went early in the morning, right? Yeah, I left at like, four-ish. Yeah. And so uh, that night before I went up, I waited there until it hit 6 p.m. and it opened up and I got it. And then by the time I was done checking out, they were all sold out. So I was like, thank goodness that I, that I was on there right away. Yep. Um, so I went up and that that is called uh, Bear Lake, where I was at for that one. I went Bear Lake, uh, Dream Lake, Emerald Lake, that kind of trail, uh, if you ever were around that area. But that was the first trip that I have... Uh, ever taken specifically just to take photos and why it's one of my favorite photos is I, I really like the the color and the drama of it and the emotion of it but being there and the adrenaline and fulfillment that I felt on that hike I hiked so fast I got really bad altitude sickness <laughs> at the end because I was just so excited um, but that just feeling that passion to drive me to drive 12 hours in a day just to spend four hours taking photos was such a cool experience to know that like this is what I love this is what I love doing and I will go to these lengths just to get this photo and just to take photos take videos just to experience doing what I love in super cool places and so that is why that's my favorite photo because when I look at it, I remember parking my car and pulling up to the trail and I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is my favorite (laughs) thing ever. And I literally just did that specifically just because I love taking photos. And so that's, that's why that's my, my favorite photo. Yeah. And again, here in that case as, um, having a footprint left, you know, Someday, someday, you can show your kids, you know, but, or, or you know, your uh, nephews yep. or nieces. Like, and I, I think that's a side pro- Maybe that's another podcast, the importance of legacy. what we, legacy, what we do um, with our creative of stuff and why it matters for later. Um, anyway, you know, but like, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I, I was just surprised because there's a few other pictures I thought were <laughs> there, I mean, Bro, that, no, but it's your like yeah. you know, and there again we already talked about there's a bridge there um, for that. So, oh, all right. Well, my number one is not a certain piece. It is it was my uh, personal challenge to write in 100 different forms. That um, one completing it. 
And I didn't give myself a timeline, you know, I, um, just because I really didn't want to force it too much. Um, and I did use a little bit of some prompts and stuff from the uh, April write a poem a day, uh, but had to obviously carry on. And um, it took, like I said, I think it took me eight months to, to complete that. Um, and what it did... And again, in that sense, it's just something I wanted, I wanted to do. Um, in high school, you know, not that I, my English teachers are bad or anything, but poetry is just not covered in high school like it really could be. Now, there are cool poetry clubs and there's other stuff. Um, and then in, in college, you know, it, it might be a little bit more different now. But back then, again, it was very classic uh, study. Um, and it was more of reading and understanding, not the creative part. So just in that, I was just like, okay, what, cause there are so many different forms and there's modern ones, uh, designed, um, you know, just within the last couple of years. So I was just like, okay, I just, I'm going to try this, uh, you know, uh, instead of, always doing free verse to a degree or, or designing. Sometimes you can design uh, your own form. And going through that process and then now as I'm getting involved uh, with like Move Me Poetry on Twitter or uh, connecting in spaces and stuff, um, you know, I'm kind of the like, okay, what, what what's this form? Or... You know, they'll ask me for my expertise on these uh, things or to, to talk about them or to challenge. Like on Tuesday, I will be doing uh, t on Move Me Poetry on Tuesdays is Teach Me Tuesday. So I'm doing another uh, episode for them and introducing a form, you know, and seeing what, what people they post on there. You know, it's just it's a really cool community building thing. But I would not be in that position if I didn't go and challenge myself and learn and work through and, and do the hard work to a degree of learning that and um, trying to come up with topics for 100. Yeah. Like, um, man, that's why it took me a little while. But after – and now I'm starting – and so this is on the deep philosophical. We're going to go there because it's me, you know. Now when I get an idea, so I get an idea and I get it down on paper in some form or form in a rough draft. But now it starts to like, it, it, the, the way that I, I say it or I write it or stuff, it kind of dances to a form. And like I'll start to like, oh, okay, this seems like this is a good, like I write a line. I'm like, oh, that's a good refrain. Like that can be repeated. And so then I'm like, okay, which refrains, what... You know, because there's a ton of po poetic forms that use refrains in lots of different ways. And then, and so it's still learning. I still have to take another level deeper with my work to see if the form works with it. Um, and how to really spend time. And then by doing so, I strengthen my skill set. But I also believe I strengthen the connection to the part of me that wants and does express that way. I was thinking, we, we didn't talk about it in our last episode, but as you were talking about how you kind of naturally see some stuff, I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's what happens. You get more in tune 
with your skill set so it's almost instantaneously available to you to create good work and yes we can still work on things you still change you know work with the um settings and stuff but instead of really rough stuff at the beginning we're now with really good stuff and then we work to make it great yeah yeah i think at least for me learning had kind of a, a negative connotation until you <laughs> until you get to that point whatever it is that you're learning something that you love and you like yeah it's it's still hard work to learn and to fail and to, to do it again but if you are passionate about it you will just have an inkling to learn anyway and so i feel like a lot of people don't like like oh i don't want to learn a new thing if you like love it the learning is not the learning it doesn't feel like work or like you know like no learning like it it it's fun and and the the work of that and doing a hundred different forms is fun even though it's not always easy yeah because learning isn't easy learning should challenge you um on that edge and and sometimes when it's way over the edge that's where we get really frustrated about stuff yep you know it's got to kind of always uh be just on the edge of your skill set because it, it then it becomes motivational too you know because it's like oh i could see that i could do i could but i gotta get there yep. and if you are really passionate or you know what you're passionate about in our case it's graphic art photography writing for other people it's paint for metal work you know just they do. You see that. You when you are connected with that aspect, um, and, and those people, if you talk to them, they'll they'll talk about new techniques in their field or, or stuff like that. Yep. You know, it, it's kind of a I guess universal law rule. I don't know. It's Something. but you see it. You see it in athletes and song uh, composer composers, and I I you you can just tell. Yeah. Yeah. So. Those we'll, we'll we'll link a bunch of stuff in the description. You can check out you know the different the poems, the books, the those types of things. Um, hope you guys have a happy holidays. Um, it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be yeah, pretty close. To pretty Christmas close Christmas releases. Uh, so yeah, enjoy the time with your family. Um, go out and be creative during break. Do something cool. Write, get some word counts down. Take some photos. Do some cool stuff. Uh, but we'll be back. Is it actually we'll be back? Or before then. It'll be before then. It'll be before then. We'll be back close to New Year's. So we'll see you guys in a couple weeks.